Wanderers, welcome to episode 202. Episode 2 of Guess What Smoke? What's that? Season 2. How come he always asks you? I don't know. Because research has shown smoke doesn't talk enough on the show. Got it. So I'm trying to limit your action and increase my buddy Smokes here. I appreciate you. Before we jump into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I want to just give you a friendly reminder. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube. If you're not watching us on YouTube and you're listening to one of the other multitude of platforms, stop what you're doing right now. Head on over to YouTube and subscribe. And while you got your little thumbs out, go ahead and check on our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, MySpace. Is there any other one, Smoke? No, I don't think so. so. There we go. Today's episode is brought to you by four, yes, Smoke, I repeat, four businesses. It's official. We've gotten that big now where we can charge enough that it takes four businesses to be our title sponsor. You know it. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Maybe one day. But we do have four great businesses that are bringing you this episode. What four are they? Well, Mace, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Huntingburg Machine Works? Yes. Smoke. You ever heard about Gasser Electric? Well, hell yeah. And I'm sure we've all heard of Love Excavating. And let's not forget about CT Repairs. Your toilet, hot water, heater, or furnace is acting up? Well, give them a call at Huntingburg Machine Works. Faced with an electrical issue or adding an addition and need electric work? Call Gasser Electric. Need a septic tank, some demolition work, or need to bury a water line or anything? Call Love Excavating today. Smoke? Hmm. Your hot rod isn't running so hot? Mm-mm. Well, damn. They've got CT repairs to get you back on the road. And CT repairs does oil changes, tire rotations, brake work, works on heavy equipment and farm equipment, too. A big thank you to all of our friends at Huntingburg Machine Works, Gasser Electric, Love Excavating, and CT Repairs. The Wandering Dutchman Podcast. Where none of us are Dutch, but we all live in Holland, Indiana. Join us where we talk about what we all wonder about. This is the Wandering Dutchman podcast coming to you from Smoker's Lounge. The Wandering Dutchman. Yeah, yeah. The Wandering Dutchman. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, today's date is November 1st, also known as All Saints Day, also known as the first day of November, also known as the day after Halloween. Good old Thanksgiving is only about 23 days away, but who's counting? You. I am. You're correct. I I might be counting a little bit. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But we're here, fellas. We're back in Smoker's Lounge. It is a little chilly, but... We haven't fired up the imaginary fireplace yet. No. Not yet. We're not there yet. We've had a little bit of a cold snap, but uh, nothing that we can't handle. Nothing that we can't handle at all. So I think we'll be okay. But uh, yeah, fall has kind of turned into a little bit of rain, a little dreary, but it's okay because it is fall and that's just the nature of the beast. So 
Um, we've got an unnamed special guest in studio. The only other time that we've done this, we lost that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, two of them, because the kids out in uh, Rock Island there, at the Rock Island establishment, um, is it Rock Island? Mm-mm. Crab Rock? Rock Crab? Rock Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster. Yeah. So we are actually 0 for 2 when we have an audience. So well, uh, maybe this sweet guy over there on the couch who at least he's wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the movie, what was the movie, uh, Half Baked? Yes. The dude that was squatting on the couch. Oh, yeah. The couch guy. Yeah, we got a couch we, we got a couch guy. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe that is. It's a couch guy. Yeah. And the great thing of it is he doesn't have a microphone. No. Yeah. Can't say shit. Yeah, can't. I mean, he can, but. That would, be, that would be purgatory for you if we put you over there on the couch, <laughs> wouldn't it? We ought to do that. Game over. See what happens. Big fella, what do you got going on? How's your week? Oh, man. You mentioned Halloween. Woo, did we come out like bandits? I don't think my kids uh, are going to have, number one, any teeth left. Number two, they're all going to have uh, pediatric diabetes. Mm. And sleep is nowhere in our forecast. There we go. Good for them. But other than that, uh, put some miles in, walking around uh, Huntingburg. Didn't walk much in Holland. Did a lot of driving. Uh, I heard you lost your kids in Holland. Is that true? Well, I didn't lose them. Okay. I just, they were, they had joined a caravan of trick or treaters, and then I had to play catch up, and then I had to, uh, you know, try to distribute the third child. With the caravan, with said caravan, and it was a little uh, cat and mouse game for a while. But no, I did not lose my children. Okay. I just want to make sure. That was the rumor. But, but. but other than that, um, it's cold. It got cold. 29 degrees uh, this morning. I have been... I don't want to smell asphalt anymore. We got a huge, huge asphalt project going on the last couple of days. Uh, over a hundred ton of you know truckloads shoveling like a lot of asphalt. Water department, street department collaboration project. Oh, there. that's good. So you got to work together. I'm sore. Same team. Very sore. But uh, other than that, uh, our party at the gaslight. Oh boy, was an absolute. Oh boy, banger. Oh like boy, it was. I think David's words when I picked him up the next day to take him back to his truck was, man, that was quite the hoot nanny. Hoot nanny. <laughs> said, yeah, sure was a regular old barn burner, bud. I'm telling you right now. Big shout out to our friends Overdrive. Overboard. Overboard, dummy. I mean, for the awesome performance, man. Those dudes, Alan and Derek. Those guys are kick-ass, they, uh, and I'm glad we got them in our uh, in our stable. I tell you what, and and we're going to talk to them, and uh, hopefully we said, you know, come on in to the show, you know, do it, because they're fans of the program, but I was a little unsure. Yeah. You don't usually see, see a two-man show. Oh, man. But I tell you what, they did not miss a beat. No. I mean, he was popping gu- guitar strings, and Dave was he, nerding out because he's like, he's like, oh, he popped a guitar string. Like, that's his baby. Like, that's his, he's got to go to a backup. How's that, he going to sound? Oh, he sounds great. Oh, my God. Here he goes. Down the sideline. The <laughs> 10, the 5, touchdown. Every time he, uh, God, that was awesome. That was Every good. time that, like, the, G. The, the, uh, the drummer, Derek, every time he would want to, like, segue into another song, you'd hear him hitting that high crash. <laughs> And Alan's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't, man. I, I don't have my right guitar. I got to f- 
doing this thing all the time. <laughs> and then, he, yeah, but those guys, they, they did a great job. It was an awesome time. A huge shout out to uh, everybody that came out. I know we'll cover this more later, but uh, other than that, man, yeah, this week it's only Wednesday, so the first few days. Sunday was a awesome day. You know why? Didn't do nothing. Didn't do shit. Watched a lot of movies, took a lot of naps. Uh, it was it was chilly outside. It was it was just uh, it was a great weekend. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Is it one of your topics? What? Talking more about the gaslight? No. Oh, you said we're going to talk more about uh, it later. I mean, well, I will maybe, or somebody surely will, other than me. Oh. But other than that, oh, that's okay. all I got. Well, all you right. got smoke. Well, I didn't. Uh, haven't left the county this week, so that's good. That's nice. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, glad to have you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> glad to have you. We got some awesome caricatures that we're going to have to find a place no to way. put up. Forgot about that. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know where we're going to put them yet. That's so. in the details of yeah. the gaslight thing. I think I was going to hang mine up at home. Oh, well. I mean, honey. not to be a me guy, but I didn't know they were for the lounge. Oh. Boy. I was even going to maybe put it in up the at the office. But oh. if we're going to put them in the lounge, I'm all oh, for it. I, no, my I, wife won't let me hang mine at home <laughs> because she's got a very specific uh, decorum. And I feel like it'll get more display here. Pal, I've been into your home. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know why you're worried what's on the walls. Why? Because there's just, sometimes there's just stuff everywhere. I don't know if there's shots fired. Well, I mean, it's just Wait sometimes. Wait my wife hears this. She doesn't listen to the show. I know. And right. she's going to agree with we me. We do that's have the worst a trinket part. wall. Yeah, yeah. We do yeah. Have I a like trink- a trinket wall. We have a trinket wall. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, the caricatures are great. Our yeah, friends. Those are awesome. Liz Wortman with Blonde Brush. She's been super busy getting her. Honeyburg's got the Christmas stroll coming up. I'm not sure how many unpainted windows there are in I love it. Dubois County. Support her. Support what she's doing. She's wicked good. She made us look good on caricatures. Wicked pisser. Uh Dave is literally riding a turtle in his. Love it. And I, I never thought I've seen Dave like I'm sure he was happy when he got married. I'm sure he was happy when the kids were born. <laughs> But when he unwrapped his caricature and he's got his rose-colored glasses and this big goofy smile on his face with tie-dye and riding a turtle, Dave could have died then, got to the pearly gates and said, I've done it all. <laughs> like, I've truly made it to that point. So that's a solid spot for you, buddy. Heck yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good time out there. <clears throat> More people came than I really uh, thought would come out and stayed long. Like, that place was packed all night. So that was awesome. Uh, the staff out there at the Gaslight took care of us all night. They did a great job because I feel like that was probably a pretty hectic shift. Shit show. Oh, as God. As far as shifts go. Hey, yeah. but huge shout out to everybody that tipped their bartenders, too, because I heard they made out like bandits. Good. Good for them. They, yeah, they overall, good, good night for everybody. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but so anyway, like I say, not a whole lot this week. Haven't left the county. Uh podcast life is the best life and then uh the other life that pays the bills is going okay too great yeah that's happy i'm happy for you i'm happy for you thanks buddy i appreciate it i appreciate it hey and i'm happy for you thanks yeah i'm happy for you happy for you too hey good thing for you couch guy especially because you two assholes didn't tell me you were wearing our polo shirts yeah well we didn't want you to wear it anyway yeah i wasn't going to (laughs) that's fine we knew it yeah Yeah, we told you you that you were gonna wear it you're like "Eh, i don't know i would have done it for the team don't really like how the fit you know whatever but no it's not bad well we played well i played well in it last time so i like it just keep it in the closet till the next time we got money to gotta go win the velcro what you got big fella uh great week um 
little hodgepodge with uh, Halloween because Holland does it the night before everybody else. So kids were like back to back days up till ten o'clock. Uh, so they had some late nights, but they they did good. They loved it. It's wild because we're not big like walk the street trick or treaters. Mm. We're like we go to shocker. We go to friends and family kind of deal. <laughs> I'm joking. And, You'll get there. And so like we roll into these houses and our kids are like, oh, I know this person, so I'm just gonna barge right in. Yeah. And so then like on uh, on Monday, so in Holland, we stopped and saw Angie and Jerry. Uh, our friends at Toys Auto Parts, shout out to them. Bought a new battery for Lady Tank. That's fixed. Get it put in. Easy, yeah. Who did that? I did. <laughs> yeah. You oh, see yeah. that crossbar support? I got a little intimidated. Yeah, it's it was a little bit of a mess because I had to loosen up something else to move it to get it in because engineers are idiots and they just make everything a little tight. Yikes. Mechanical engineers, not industrial. Industrial <laughs> guys are top notch. Good grief. Industrial guys, mechanical guys. Go pound sand. Civil guys. Go pound sand. Well, actually, Garrett, that's shot fired at Garrett because he's a mechanic. I got friends that are mechanical and civil, so there's no winning either one of them. F them and feed them fish. Yeah. So, uh, but then we went to some some folks, um, you know, that were just, I coach with, uh, you know, Neil Mesmer and Chad O'Brien. We, we get into their houses and like the kids just barge in like they own the place. I'm like, whoa, guys, that's not how this works. Not everybody just wants you to come check out the house. Like, you know, you're shopping around. So, but it's good. They had it. They had a lot of fun. Um, so they enjoyed it and, you know, good moments there. And, you know, there's nothing else to be said about Saturday. For those that came out, thank you so much. We we tried to talk to everybody, shake everybody's hands. You know, we we met a lot of people. A lot of good stories about what the podcast means to them and, you know, cracking jokes, and we look forward to you on Fridays. Uh, so that was really reaffirming. It's kind of re-energizing yeah. uh, to have that and, um, you know, a lot of good people and uh, just loved it. A uh, guy you work with and then his mm-hmm. son-in-law, Logan, uh, works for the Dubois County Sheriff's Department. So son. shout out. His son, oh, that is his son. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not son-in-law. So. Shout out to those guys. It was fun to talk to him and, and, and get to know him a little bit. But, uh, you know, I hope I tagged our friends at Holland Events over there that if you're looking for a band that will rock overboard, man. these guys will destroy and we will be the biggest cheerleaders for them. <laughs> we will, we, we will. can maybe become their eight, like their publishing agents or their like PR guys. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and, and I, and if, I'll say this, if Holland events right now wants to give overboard Friday night, we may pay that bill. We may sponsor them that oh, night. God. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll pack the beer garden. Them guys will come play. Yeah. And hey, you know what was great? It was like it started to get past. They were scheduled to play just nine to midnight. Huh. And then we had to tell them to quit. Yeah. Game it was boys. one a.m. Wrap it up. It was one a.m. Last song. So <laughs> we had a blast. It was good. Uh, in one of my <laughs> underappreciated but favorite months, I love Veterans Day coming up oh, yeah. on November 11th. Um, we got elections when this airs. Elections will have occurred. Hot ticket. So, uh, you know, we can get back to our regularly scheduled TV without watching every mudslinging ad you could find. I'm glad I don't have live TV specifically for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do miss out on, like, some of the real gnarly smear tactics, but. Oh, it's unreal. Man. But then, um, you know, we'll. Uh, Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I love Thanksgiving. So, hey, how about we get into hour one? Let's do it. I'm fired up. All right. Before we get started, hour one is brought to you by 
Tired of them boring white walls? What about something that shows your personality and a little flair? Well, we have the person just perfect for you. Blonde Brush is your girl. Elizabeth will help you come up with a creative design that fits any room or business aesthetic. Add some team spirit to your man cave, put the perfect theme to your baby's nursery, or create a fun work environment for your employees. With Blonde Brush, the creativity is endless. Call today at 812-351-2466 or email at blondebrush27 at gmail.com. Create a creative creation today with Blonde Brush. All right. What you got, Big Mace? Hey, thanks, thanks to our lot. friend Blonde Brush. Uh, glad she's come on board. Hugely talented, great in-depth interview. We're yeah. big fans of hers. Um, you know, smoke would hang a little bit of, you know, drywall out here, or maybe some paneling. We'd have her paint just a Mount Rushmore, the Wandering Dutchman. Yeah, <laughs> Mount Wondermore. Yeah, oh, there we go. Wonder Rush. Oh, oh, dang. There More. we go. There we go. Uh, so. Shout out to um, our friend, friend of the program, Jessica Knoll, investigative journalist, oh, co-host of the Investigators with our buddy Uncle with our, Todd. With our buddy Uncle Todd. Which, by the way, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel didn't seem appropriate to post it on his Facebook. Well, we'll send it to him off <laughs> some other time. That yeah, was awesome. Jessica was talking about, and I can't remember, a couple episodes back, she was talking about uh, that she took a little trip. Oh, uh, yeah. A girl's trip with her mom and I think her daughter. Yep. And it was something like a bucket list type thing for them, and it was like marking something off. My topic reads, if I can find it, it says something like, you know, these... Electronics, they're great. Out of this list, see oh, attachment. Yeah, it says, attachment. out of this list, see attachment, which I didn't give you an attachment. Oh, that's so why I'm going to read it, it to you. Okay. Uh, which festival do you think would be best to travel to? So in the episode of The Investigators, Jessica was talking about her and her girls' trip. They went to a Bigfoot fest. In West Virginia. <laughs> All places. Was it in West Virginia? I think it was West okay. Virginia. Because yeah. I've been sitting here looking uh, on the internet. I think it was West find, Virginia. Find a different one. So I don't know exactly which one she went to, but for some reason, the Hawking Hills is what's popping up on me. But I don't think that's the one she went to. And if it was, that's great because I didn't obviously do enough homework today. Sure. But I went online and I looked up on the old Googler the top 10 quirkiest festivals. In the United States. Oh, so these aren't like normal festivals. No like way, dude. No. Bonnaroo. Or no, hell no. Coachella. This is, this is just like. Burning Man. Yeah, none of that dumb shit. Okay. What I was saying is, is like real cool stuff. Americana shit. Like testicle festival. Like the Avon Duct Taped Fest. Oh. Or Mike the Headless Chicken Fest. Or Spam Jam. Spam in, Jam, I could get going. In Hawaii. Couch, oh. couch Guy's probably been to that one. He's, he's motioning. like That's a big thumbs up from the Couch Guy. Yeah. Roadkill Cook-Off Festival. Probably in Texas. West Virginia. Okay. Yep. Uh, Shrek Fest, where I would only imagine it would probably be in a swamp, if I could, if I could guess. No, probably. It's probably in a parking lot. Yeah, it could be. 
But the number one most quirky festival, as per this website that I was looking at today, was the Cow Chip Comp. The Cow Chip Festival in Wisconsin. I was going to say, I've heard of that one before. Yes. In Wisconsin. That yeah. was probably on one of those travel Because they throw those. Yeah. They throw like frisbees. However, they, I mean, there's. They get the mushrooms from under. Oh, them. boy. Yes. Sea <laughs> <laughs> colors and everything else. But I was just thinking, like, of all the quirky ass festivals out there, if you could, if you could imagine what there would be or where, like, or if you've been to any. You know, like what that that's what I wanted to talk about. That's what I was wondering about. So which one would you pick off that list? I don't know, man. I'd definitely hit up that friggin' uh uh Bigfoot deal there, yeah. I'm a pretty big FTO sassy squatch deal there, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely out there. I don't know if any of those on that list sound like anything I do other than well, where were the first ones at? Well Doesn't matter. No. I'd go to the one in Wisconsin. I feel like there's probably lots to do in Wisconsin. For the cheese? Yeah. A lot of good stuff in Wisconsin. So another one that I would want to go to is, uh, it's just right over in Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay. It's the uh, Mothman Festival. That sounds awful. You kidding me? You never heard of the Mothman? He's not like a scary movie or something? Jeepers Creepers. He's like a fictional character that Mm -hmm. lives in the hills of West Virginia. Fictional. Okay. <laughs> okay. Couch guys laughing. Uh, but yeah, so this year it was in September. It's in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And that was where in 1966 the Mothman was sighted. And, it, and that's what gave birth to the infamous red eyed winged legend. People from all over the world gather around a charming Main Street to celebrate, celebrate their favorite cryptid during this kind of one of a kind event. So it's like a like a cryptid, cryptos, cryptozoology, is the uh, the genre. Of so this. he was seen in '66 and not heard of since. Well, because they, you know, his cover was blown, <laughs> so uh, went know. into the into the thicket. Yeah. You know, this really is in the thicket. This isn't. It's probably not going to surprise you guys too much on this one, but I'm out on a lot of those <laughs> because I would imagine there'd probably be some good stories that come out of it, but a lot of weirdos. At like these kind of places. Up yeah, the you breaks. do. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Spam Jam would probably be it because I am a culinary fanatic. Um, but I would say probably outside of Spam Jam on that list you read, I think the Cow Chip Festival because Wisconsin's beautiful, spotted cow beer, fresh cheese, curd, summer sausage. It's a good trip. Oh, yeah. There's Real all good kinds trip. of shit up there. So. But, yeah, I don't know. There was just, uh, you know, a lot of festivals around town. Like, around here, we've got, obviously, what? Herb's Fest, just in our county alone. Holland Fest. Hayesville Ruritan Festival. Yeah. Turkey Trot. Celestine. Uh, all Schnellville the Street Fest. They all got something going on. Yeah. Ferdinand Folk Festival. So, the Shrek Fest is in Wisconsin. Ooh. This I got. I found the list again. Dave. I know oh, I had to okay. really struggle there for a minute. But the Cow Chip Fest is in Wisconsin. The burning of this is going to be a tough one. Zozobra. No, have yet no clue what that is. Okay, it's in New Mexico. That wasn't Tr- even on the list. Nope, because I skipped it. That's da- right, right that's now. dangerous to get out there. Yeah, I think like New Mexico. Yeah, there's a lot of weirdos out there. Uh, oh, I like it. It's dry. There's no humidity. 
It's a dry heat. Peyote. peyote. It's, it's a dry it's a heat. Peyote. It's 130. It's a dry heat. But you well, can ride motorcycle all year long out there and just have like a flannel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go. Dump a water bottle over your head and 20 minutes later you're dry. Nuts. Shrek Fest is in Ohio or is in Wisconsin. Roadkill Cookoff Fest, West Virginia. <laughs> Number five on this list is the Blob Fest in Pennsylvania. Oh. Number six on this list is the Frozen Dead Guy Days in Colorado. Okay. I would only assume that there would be frozen dead guys. And they would uh, have a... What time of year is it in, does it say? No, no. <laughs> July. Not on, not on the, yeah. I just assume it's on a mountain and somebody... Well, else. I bet what it is. I bet it pays owed. <laughs> it, it gives credence to back in the day, the old undertaker, they'd just stack them up back in the coffins because the ground was too hard to dig. Ugh. So I bet that's probably what this pays owed to. Number seven on this list is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Underwater Music Festival in Florida. For a music festival with a difference, head to the Lower Keys in Florida, which uh, place host to an underwater music festival held by on Lou Key Reef. Bill Becker explains that the music festival encourages people to both enjoy and look at the coral reef. It's literally got a picture of a dude playing a guitar underwater. Like I, I feel like that doesn't actually work. I don't understand how that works. Sounds like you use a lot of drugs before that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Frozen Dead Guy. Click on that. What is it about? It says that the Frozen Dead Guy Festival was created in 2002 to celebrate Brindo Morstol, a dead man whose frozen body was stored in the town of... Netherland, Netter, N E D E R L A N D, Netherland. Festival goers can participate in a coffin race, a, her, a hearse parade, Ooh. and a frozen, a frozen t shirt contest, among other death and ice related activities. Oh, that's where I'm going. During frozen? the March, during the March festival. A story goes that Brendo died in Norway in 1989 and was put on dry ice to be shipped to his grandson. Not even going to try to say this dude's name. Bjorn. Uh, T-R-Y-G-V-E. Take a stab at that one there, Hot Rod. Say it again. T-R-Y-G-V-E. It's probably something like Trev. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> B A U G E bug bag ball. ball. It's probably ball bog. Uh, I think it's Trev bag. Trev bag. <laughs> uh, send it back to his uh, grandson Trev bag over in the USA, <laughs> where he was cryogenically frozen. Brendo's corpse was then kept in the shed by Trev, by. But when he was this deported, is way cooler than we thought. But, he was deported. Yeah, but when he was deported for overstaying his visa, oh. the storage of the frozen dead relative ended was, up on storage was passed on to his mother, Odd. When the town council found out that the dead guy was being kept oh, in a shed, man. they made it illegal to store the whole or any part of the person or body carcass of a human. Being or animal or other biological species, which is not alive upon any property. However, thanks to his grandfather, Claus. 
However, oh, however, thanks to a grandfather clause, and allowance was made for his grandpa, Bredo. <laughs> oh, God. That is awesome. Uh, Bo Schaefer, coincidentally. Bo no. Schaefer. <laughs> Most normal name there. Bo Schaefer, coincidentally known as the Iceman, is currently responsible for keeping Bredo frozen via dry ice. However, his body may soon be removed, uh, be moved to the Stanley Hotel, which happens to be Stephen King's inspiration for the Overlook Hotel and The Shining. Oh, holy shit! As festival, as the festival now takes place in a nearby Estes Park. After John Cullen, the Stanley's proprietor, took over the event. that That's the one I'm going to. Mind-boggling. That's pretty cool. I could go to Colorado in March. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. He's still there, I think. Yeah. Sounds like it. That's Unless nuts. it's like a six-year-old article. Well, yeah, it could be. I don't I don't really know. I'll have to dig into old Brito to see if he's still... Yeah. I mean, I just... There's all kinds of shit, man. These fests... Are, I don't know. Yeah, nuts. There, I just, that that whole, like, going on a trip to go to a fest, like Lebowski Fest, that was another one. Friends of the program, Paul and Chris Schwinghammer. Oh. They go to Louisville. Lebowski Fest is in Louisville. And there's, like, a huge, gargantuous bowling alley down there. And they just, they have, like a like, everybody dresses up like characters from the Lebowski. You can imagine that. And uh, I think, I mean, I think that that just be, I think it's, it would be neat. Like everybody in their genre, I think the people watching would be insane in certain different spots. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree. All right. But that's all I had on that. Yeah. Uh, so changing gears to something a little bit different, but oh, okay. according to the uh, Frozen Man Festival, probably pretty close. Hockey. Mm. Oh God. Mm. Uh, Hockey. So I, I when I read this, dude, I mm. so I don't know how it was still online. Tough spot. But this past week, over in I think Great Britain, in uh in a hockey no league. Way. Do you not they, see the video? No, I saw the video, yeah. but it that's not something that would happen across the pond. It was in England, yeah. No. Yeah, it was like the E I H L. Huh. So Anyways, so if you haven't seen it or haven't heard, I didn't think those guys are that like. They're, well, they're former NHL players. They're just trying to get okay. back to the league. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was there was an incident on the ice where a guy was kind of falling, and then it looks like some have said like it was just a freak accident. Some have said it was intentional because the guy kicks his leg up, but the skate. Slices the guy's throat, Mm-mm-mm. and then he bleeds out on the ice. He 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 gets up, yeah, and skates off, and skates towards the bench, and then makes it almost to center ice, if not on that quarter of the ice, and then just collapses. Collapses. But and the amount of blood. Oh well, that son of a bitch was leaking, and he was leaking bad. So, and the like the worst I saw it today, like his family was watching on a live stream. Yeah, and like I couldn't imagine. Um, so it, it's, it's just T's and P's to his family. Like anybody you know where he died, the hockey rink. Yeah. There, that mouse just Bojangles is back. Is he? I just seen him. Uh, South Yorkshire, South Yorkshire. Huh. That was more of a uh, Irish accent. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to add into that. That was insane. Well, so just hockey in general. We're in basketball country. And I spent... So we got a hockey team pretty close. Huh? Yeah, the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Um, and I spent That's some time, time in the great up, great white north of uh, Michigan. And they have uh, the Grand Rapids Griffins. And they are an... Dollar hot dog night. Yeah. We heard all about that. Uh, they were one step below the NHL. And they're the farm team uh, development squad for the Detroit Red Wings. So we went in law school. like oh, It was all the time. They had a promo where they had like a bunch of midweek hockey games. And if they won, your ticket got you into the next game. Nice. So there was literally a streak like six or seven. Yeah. Like free hockey tickets. So this guy was a former player for the Penguins. Yeah. And then he 29 years old. He goes over to uh, in Nottingham to play for the Nottingham Panthers. And they were playing the the Sheffield uh, Steelers. Yeah. And uh, the video of this, which. Do you think the video looks intentional? Because uh, so I'm the reading, the I'm reading a C, this is a, a CNN article right now, and it, it it says police are investigating the death of American ice hockey player Adam Johnson, who died Saturday after a freak accident while p- playing for the Nottingham Panthers. But it, it just goes on to spectators were asked to leave. Uh, the match was immediately suspended. Uh, he had died following the freak accident. He's 29 years old. Because if you catch, yeah. If you catch across like all the way, which it looked like it did, and through like a complete sever, it's probably what minute and a half, two minutes. Oh no, less than that. If that, I mean, it's just it's a wild thing. But like hockey, like you don't think about that. I went to law school with a girl that was from Canada, and it's from just where Canada, yeah, up in Canada, yeah. and her like a cousin or somebody. Was, they know all about. They know all about uh, hockey up there. But he was a he was a paraplegic because he was skating on the ice and somebody had lost their stick and didn't pick it up. Oh! And he skated over it, tripped him, and he went right into the boards and his neck. Yikes. And he was ended up being like it's a lot like and you I think there's been a couple in the NHL where there's been like incidences like this where they've you know fortunately it wasn't as bad, but I just. Like, you think about football and everybody's like, you know, the concussions and all that other stuff. But hockey players are a different breed. Yeah. I mean, they're big guys in general. They skate. They go fast. They hit each other hard. They have no teeth. They have no teeth. Half of them are Russian. Or Canadian. Or Canadian. Mm, that's probably not accurate. You don't. You think that's a made-up statistic? The Russian one. We don't make up statistics. Well, okay. What do you mean? That we don't make up statistics well, here? Well, yeah, I know that <laughs> dumb shit. But I'm just saying, like, the the, the, the fact that a majority of hockey players are Russian. Are they? Yeah. I've never watched much hockey. I tell you what, I've watched all the Mighty Ducks movies, though, and there's never a Russian guy in that one. Because it's Iceland they battle. Really? In the beginning? No, not. I'm talking about two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah good good, good, uh, good cover up there. Well, no, it is. And two, they, Iceland. Gunner. Yeah, I don't have a clue. I just you've never seen the Mighty Ducks. Yes, six hundred and forty-four oh. times. Obviously not. If you don't know that, they don't go into trivia because you'll humiliate the shit out of me. Because I was twelve when I watched it, but I I, I watched it a couple. Oh. So here's a funny story. I watched it three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a trial in Pike County, major felony. 
rape. Uh, Yikes. And there was a TV that they used to show like a jury video. <laughs> and so... The Mighty Ducks were playing when it comes on? No. No. So they had the jury video, but <laughs> but somebody had... Recorded somebody over. had brought in the Mighty Ducks to watch or something. So like while the jury's deliberating, I'm sitting there, and I think I had co-counsel on this one because he needed a trial to be to get some certifications and um, legitimately just sitting there watching Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> like this jury's deliberating. Like we've had a two day long like rape trial and I'm in there watching the Mighty Ducks. It was the first one and I'm like, what a wild deal. They uh, bailiff knocks on the door was like, hey, and I was like, oh shit, the verdict's back. Damn it. He's like, oh no, hey, we're going to, we're going to go, uh, we're grabbing lunch for him. So they're still deliberating. You, you, you good? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm good. Go, go ahead. Like, you know, watch the Mighty Ducks, but I watch the Mighty Ducks anywhere. I'll watch the Mighty Ducks anywhere. So, but I just, I don't know. I thought it was weird. Like a, talk about ways to go, like a freak accident like that. And he probably knew like, that's the worst part about it. There's that amount of panic. And then he just, oh yeah. I imagine he looked up and went, well, it's the end of this room. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt when you. When he, he got up in full confidence, you could see on the video that he gets up in full confidence that he's just going to skate on over to the bench and try to get a napkin or something. And <laughs> then just, uh, you know, lights out. Like, I, I, I feel like he passed out before he knew what was going on. Yeah. yeah. It's just tough, but. Because yeah. you got to think, though, he's in the middle, like it was in the middle of a power play, and or maybe it wasn't in the middle of a power play, but like they were actively, like they were going at it. Like they were, it was in the middle of the game so his blood's pumping you know his heart rate's probably way up blood pressure's probably in there uh not speculating anything but maybe some uh getting juiced up prior to going out you know some like pre-workout or something. probably listening to the wandering dutchman huh? yeah or, Get jacked yeah or some sort of uh Male waiting call or not that male waiting call male whale waiting call whale, whale whale mating calls <laughs> no but I could just only imagine obviously when that kind of shit happens then your adrenaline kick <clears throat> takes over and yeah you you say two minutes well and the and the worst is like your family was watching all the kids at the hockey game mm. oh mm. yeah yeah and I, I feel know. like uh, over there in England sure land. I mean, that's gruesome for anywhere, but I imagine that's like way out there over yonder and, you know, Crumpet Court. Crumpet Court. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you yeah. probably don't catch that on the Queen's channel very much. No, probably not. Probably not. All right, Smoke, what you got? Why doesn't music today hit like it did in the good old days? Like some Hank Jr., some Dagon. Like some of that old David Allen Coe, the Allman Brothers. So my oldest, he's Keith Whitley and Hank Jr. and all these just who he likes to listen he to. Proud dad That's moment. Wild. And he's like, Dad, I don't know, I just like this music better. I'm like, because it is better. And don't get me wrong, I like plenty of new music. Nothing that's on the radio. Right. Well, Jelly just, Roll's on the radio. That's not, Well, okay. You're, I'll give you that. Uh, all right. He's on the radio. But... Uh, I don't know. I just like I don't get as fired up, like if Jelly Roll comes on, as I do if like just randomly, an old Keith Whitley like uh, "I'm Over You" comes on, or uh, Hank Jr. singing uh, "I'll Think of Something" way back in the day. 
or David Allen Coe, time off for bad behavior. I tell you what, that's oh. not, I can't tell you how many times I almost quit a perfectly good job for no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think David Allen Coe said it's time for some time off for bad behavior. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me, but it seems like before 1982, everything just was way betterer. I just don't get fired up listening to anything after that. I'm like, really? Oh, that's a good one. Like when I was coming to the uh, Gaslight Saturday night. Keith Whitley came on randomly. I was kind of dragging ass when we got there. Took the boys for supper. Took them home. Keith Whitley came on the radio like right as I was peeking the hill there by the water tower, and I was just grabbed a high gear and I was ready to go all night. <laughs> Two beers and four ibuprofen, and mm-hmm. uh, and he said he was absolutely wound tight, wound for sound, fit to be tied. When boy. he uh, when I rolled in and I saw the big beer in hand, I thought. Smoke's going. Yeah. Smoke is going. I, uh, I chose to drive that night. And Glad I, you did. I know there was some things that, you know, we, 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 the thing is, is I thought maybe there were some things that we were going to have to handle. You know what I mean? Like, one of us had to be, in case you did a good job, too, like staying sober-ish. I yeah. Did, I mean, no. You know what no. And I thought, you know, and I got some of those heartbeat things going on, so I was a little spooked to get real drunky drunk, but we really didn't have to take care of nothing. You know what, what do I mean? we had to take care of? I don't know. Like if somebody gets rowdy, yeah, or oh, like you just band... soon be drunk if that was the case. Yeah, God bless America here now. But I'm just saying, like if the band. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is went off without a hitch. You, my friend, <laughs> like when you talk about, did you? If I had a way <laughs> to play the video of you singing that Dwight oh, Yoakam song, oh, that one wasn't the best it, ever. Yeah, bullshit. You. <laughs> Man. She recorded it, didn't she? I did. I did too. Yeah, most of it. I was it. gonna say it was posted. But you, you said earlier that they were a two-man band. At one point, they were yeah. a three-man band. Oh, Smoker, because up there. David Allen Smoker got up there and sang. What's that song called by Dwight Yoakam? I don't remember what it's Fast called. Fast as you. Yeah. And you nailed it, my friend. Dwight falls in that list. To I know. Going. You're right. Good time gold with our buddy Scotty Ooh. Salmon Saturday morning. Are you just trying to butter up to Scott after you? Well, uh, no. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking, Scott. I didn't mean that. But uh, what, like, just that, yeah, that whole genre, Justine hates it. Does not like it at all. But, like, when I told Alan the lead singer and guitarist of of, of uh, Overboard, I said, hey, listen, as Smoker progressively um, ventures onto this journey, uh, he will definitely sing if you ask him to. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's good. Like, he is good. He's good. Real good. Now, I thought it was a little bit. But you have to get something that's in his wheelhouse. Yeah. And, and he's like, he's like, like what uh, is that? A practice would have been, like, at least a run-through would have been. He said, <laughs> a rehearsal uh, with the band. He said, uh, yeah, what the hell you want, a damn practice sesh? And he says, uh, so he said, well, what's his what's his genre? And I said, out, old outlaw country. Yeah. Like Hank, David Allen Coe, you know, Keith Whitley, all these guys. And he's like, God, I, mean, I might know some Johnny Cash or some shit, you know. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, but I think I got. I think I'll come up with something, you know. And then whenever he comes out and says it's a Dwight Yoakam song, I thought, oh, uh, God. I, You know, I'd, I'd never seen 
smoke move like that. He jumped, he hurdled, got on stage, jumped up. I mean, he looked athletic and quick, uh, but I thought it was kind of a little bit prima donna-ish when you asked for warm water and a lemon before you sang. Well, you got to get things. You know, limber. Did up. you really do get... that? No. <laughs> no. I was going to say, wow. I mean, I think he trained... took a shot of fireball and hopped on up there. As a trained vocal professional, I could definitely see him taking uh, a warm. I need a lozenge, please. <laughs> Can I get a lozenge for my voice? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I think another thing, too, which I know people, musicians, like in today's time, they have battles. And everything that they're dealing with, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the world's a lot different. I think, yeah. Well, the world's a, a lot different point. now than what it I was think it back goes then. back to our buddy Todd McComas. Our buddy Todd McComas said that there's a real concern in the world of com- comedians that you have these TikTok comedians that can do something funny for a 45 second bit, but they can't do stand up. They ain't got no chops. And I think what has allowed things to happen for some of these artists um and you know there's a couple that you can think of that uh Oliver Anthony or Anthony Oliver mm-hmm. like he's got one that jumps and next thing you know he's making money hand over fist. And they all sell out. They all sell their soul to the devil. That's how they make money. Um but you you look at what you can do. You can put a viral song out there and the generation of like used to like it was a bad thing to be a one hit wonder. Yep. And now I think artists are okay with it because there's a little bit of fame and then you can go be a B or C list celebrity somewhere, get on a couple of reality shows, <laughs> have a substance abuse problem, maybe a domestic violence charge on oh, you. Yeah. But that but I mean you see it all the time. But like it's just there's these rappers nowadays. That you hear their name, and I get it. I don't keep up on the rap game, but it's like you you don't even like you don't even know who these guys are. And then you go look, and they've got some following because they've got some person. I'm I'm not gonna throw any shade or you know down talk anything. Throwing shade, but you got somebody that's recording them walking down the street somewhere, and they're throwing up signs and lyrics that don't make sense to some kind of beat that wherever they get it from, and. You know, that's all of a sudden becomes like what the rap game Could is. Could you imagine if... Which I'm highly unqualified to talk about the rap game. Could you? But I, I lived through Big M. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you see they charged yeah. that guy with yep. Pox murder? Yep. Pretty nutty. Uh, they won't convict because Pox alive. You think? No, he's dead. <laughs> Them bullets ate him up in him the back and, of that him vehicle. And Elvis, uh, him and Elvis are kicking it somewhere. Yeah. And uh, But no... Um, could you imagine if somebody would be booed off, or not booed off stage, but like too drunk to go out on stage now? You know, what would be the repercussions be for that? Viscerated. You know what I mean? Like they would be... Your record, your yeah. album company would drop you, your, your management would drop you. You know what I mean? Which I know, like Morgan Man, Wallen... George Jones is my hero. Morgan Wallen got... Hey, you know, by he, the way. T's and P's. And think, since you brought up Morgan Whalen. Yeah. Our biggest fan, a Morgan Whalen fan club president, Matt Natalie Brat. Ingram. She was there. So excited that Cole Wetzel and Morgan Whalen are going out on tour together, that she's going to be able to see two of her favorites at one stop. She's so excited. She's ecstatic. When I saw her at our shindig at the Gaslight, I think she was shopping for tickets while we were there. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Nat Brat, put your phone up. 
Because, well, one, put your phone up, but two, as president of the Morgan Whalen fan club and a huge Cole Wetzel fan, huge Cole Wetzel fan, huge, huge Cole Wetzel fan, that maybe, you know, you'll just get tickets sent to you because you're such a big backer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nat Brat. Shout out, Nat Brat. Uh, but anyway, like, I just think that these these people nowadays... Well, maybe you guys hit the nail on it. Maybe there just ain't no soul in it. No. Well, there ain't. Well, there's not. They're you, just looking for clicks and views and likes and what play, And what plays on the radio. If you listen to the radio and you close your eyes, they're all about the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know the deep down devil inside of it with the beats and what they do and do this and do that. But there's a reason think, why some of these real artists don't get played anymore because they're not playing to that. Just like you're, we're looking for that logarithm to hit. They know that there's a certain recipe for songs that they have to hit, and then that's what it is. Auto-tune killed. T-Pain. Auto-tune killed, like, good <laughs> country music. You know, not, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, and T-Pain. And T-Pain, <laughs> yeah. But, like, we could, I don't know, man. We could talk about this shit for hours, because, like, you, you go back, like, you come in there. I've come into the shop. That's what I told, I told Alan, the leads, the guitarist overboard guy I yeah. said, hey there'll be times i come in here and david's having you could definitely tell what kind of day david's having like i came in here the other night and he's like sitting here like this no sunglasses on and hank jr's weatherman's playing yeah he's down a you little know bit what I mean? he's down in the dump, our buddy's you know down a little bit but hey but then the other I, time then you, you came in tonight and hank jr's playing and yeah <laughs> if, if he's got come in if tonight, he's got ccr or, yeah, yeah, the chopper mix on it loud <laughs> chopper music playing you know you know we're in we're better buckle up it's in for a good night but yeah we uh i i think uh which there was a really good comment on one of the youtube videos that was like you guys are just going to throw away the 60s because it was that clip with Red mm-hmm. where we were all kind of like the 70s was great. But you could say the 60s was oh, excellent as well. But, I mean, they sang about stuff that was real and that mattered and lyrics that made sense. Like there was uh, – uh, it was on uh, – I was watching it on YouTube TV. It was in the morning, and it was a commercial for some rap song that they were pushing out. And I went and looked the lyrics up and I thought a five-year-old wrote it like, and that's the problem. Like it's just, it's no, there's no feeling into it. And you look at like who writes their own music. If, if somebody, or if it's a small team of a couple people write those songs, it's going to be a great song. If it's a team of 35 people, shout out Kenny Chesney, you know, that 35 people wrote this song. Like it's just not, it's overproduced, overhyped. And that's that's the problem with it, you know. These guys that go out, that's why, you know, the the Zach Bryans of the world, the Tyler Childers of the world, um, who's that guy we listen? Cody Jinks, uh, who's the other guy that we listen? Coulter Wall, Chris Knight, Chris Knight, a lot of those guys, Sam Bar, Ryan Bean, those guys that sing their songs and sing those lyrics like you like them because you know that it's not. You know, who here believes Luke Bryan? We're going to rock out on this pause. I who know. Knew, who who thinks Luke Bryan lives that back road lifestyle, ch- chasing bucks and being a peanut farmer? <laughs> and he gets red clay on his boots. Cowboys' butts drive me yeah, nuts. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. But, I, you know, we probably offended some people. We probably upset some people. But I. 
Bring it on care. TikTok, 696 or niner They're just too fat to hear good music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get the little Debbie hey, snacks out of here. Speaking of being too fat, I can't wait to smash one of them glizzies. We'll be right back. This pause for the cause is brought to you by Rabbit Roofing. Do you know when the last time your roof was replaced? Did recent storm damage cause you to lose some shingles? Are you interested in some gutter guards? Well, good news. Our buddy Zach of Rabbit Roofing can handle it all. Free estimates with a quality assurance and an experienced team, Zach and the fellows are able to get you the new roof you've always wanted. Whether it's replacing an old roof or putting the first roof on new construction, Rabbit Roofing is the company for you. Listen, we wouldn't recommend anyone that we didn't trust with our own roofs. I know Rabbit Roofing's been down to repair some spots for Big Mace, and I know Rabbit has taken care of a barn for my dad, and my dad's on the books for a new roof on the house. Rabbit Roofing is booked up for 2023, but now is the time to get on the books for the spring of 2024 and later. Don't hesitate. Give Zach at Rabbit Roofing a call today, 812-639-7268, and tell Zach the Dutchman sent you. Hey, 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 we're back. And we're back. A very big thank you to our buddy, Zach Landerbreak. Rabbit Roofing, you're not going to see our big asses on a roof. Give Rabbit a call today. Get your roof scheduled. Get on his spring. Uh, you know, get him up there next year. Don't wait. Guy does a heck of a job. Local, hardworking kid. Good family. Did the roof on this And by the way, he was talking to me about... Uh, uh, the church job they were doing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we were talking about those harnesses. Mm-hmm. He said he's got some of them good harnesses, hold up to nine hundred pounds, so we'd be okay. You know what? I believe him. I ain't calling him a liar. Hey, yeah. uh, Dave. Yeah, I just got one more thing from your wife. Yeah, uh, she said your Viagra cost twenty dollars <laughs> more this time than it was the last time. Well, got to pay for good time. Uh, Holy cow! Well, first, you really take dick pills? <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> She's you, such a jokester. <laughs> are you kidding me? This guy drinks enough beer to keep that blood thin. That's oh, right. Yeah. There's no problems there. <laughs> hey, let's get to hour two, though. Yeah, let's get right into it, Mace. Hour two is brought to you by our friends at Catering by Meyer. They've been with us a long time, and we appreciate that. Deep down, we are foodies. We love to eat. It's not some big secret. Just ask TikTok user 679. He or she feels like we eat too much. Well, hell with TikTok user 679. You have a celebration coming up? Call Catering by Meyer. You have a holiday party coming up? Call Catering by Meyer. You have a wedding coming up? Yes. Please, call Catering by Meyer. Or hell, maybe you just want to have a little shindig to celebrate your life. Guess what? Call Catering by Meyer. Reach out today. The fellas at Catering by Meyer will meet every goal you set with delicious food and superb service. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Big thanks to our friends at Catering by Meyer. That's right. They do a heck of a job. Been yeah. in it for the long haul. The they've long been, haul. They've been around a while. They've earned yeah. their stripes. Yeah, they really have. We appreciate them over there. Yeah. Uh, Bubba and Jared. They're uh, good folk. Hey, good people. We mm-hmm. deal with good people. Mm-hmm. We support good those people. Who support us. That's, That's right. very true. Mace, what you got? Uh, so we were talking earlier. Today is November the first. November the first is 
to some, it about a go time. Oh, Orange Hat Brigade. Yeah, it about a go time. And with that being said, it's deer hitting season. Just mm. about took out two on the way to pick up a kid for basketball. Exactly. Yeah, they're moving. Exactly. So with this cold snap we got coming on here. Uh, Could you do that again real quick? Shapow. Is that yes, on the sir. board? Or is that you? That's me. No. Do it again. <laughs> that is right. terrible. Couchman just jumped off the couch. He is no longer on the couch. That's some <laughs> bitch on the floor. Looks like a fish out of water flopping around. Wowzers. <laughs> wow. But what I was saying is, <laughs> before that uh, god-awful laughter there, it's deer heating. It's deer hitting season. Deer heating season. <laughs> yeah, so them deer are in heat. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. If you got any, de- <laughs> did you see his eyeballs? I saw. He got if wide. you've got any deer hitting stories, you got any deer hitting stories? This is where I'd like to hear them. You got any deer hitting stories? You ever hit a deer? Uh, I have not personally. Uh, my lovely bride last year collected one, uh, with lady tank, uh, did a significant amount of damage. Um, took her just right down the road here and did a wonderful job. Um, but Janelle has actually collected a couple of them since we've been together. She got one out there on a, uh, heading towards Beaver on the backside by the dam. She collected one that just mashed up the front of the Equinox. And then she's gotten this one with Lady Tank. Wow. So, yeah, she's collected a couple. Quite the deer magnet. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, my theory of it is, is obviously try to be paying attention. And then the other one is, if I see it, I'm going for it. Shots fired. Well. Yeah. I'm not saying my wife wasn't paying attention. Oh. I'm just saying, don't be looking at your phone. Don't be adjusting the radio. Especially. No. Firing up the mic on the old CB. Yeah. And I might not be as <laughs> avid hunter as some. But I do know where deer cross and move through, and I think that's a big thing, too. Yeah. If you know their patterns and where they're moving and where they're coming and going, and, hey, that field's got some uh, corn still up in it, or uh, there might be a few beans still loose that they might be munching on. Like, that's the stuff they're going for. So you just got to keep an eye out. Hell, yeah. So that's all I got. I uh, only ever hit one deer. I was driving south on 231 out of Crawfordsville, heading back to Brazil, Indiana. You didn't want to say Brazil because it upset no, you? No, because everybody gets all upset. I did not. I said, I said it one time. Oh, I, That's you, all it takes. Was, that's all you had to say. It was one Yeah, time. one time. And uh, I was driving down the road, and I seen this deer coming, this buck, and he kind of come up. The, the I was heading south, and he kind of come up a hill, and it goes, and it goes up. You know, like right up in there. It's kind of into a hillside. Yeah. A little step, <laughs> little step up transition there. And I was driving my 1998 Ford Escort at the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> And I seen that big SOB <laughs> up there on the side of the road, and I slammed on the brakes. And that partially drank case of Budweiser that was in the trunk. <laughs> because I put it back there because I didn't want no scuffles about, have you been drinking tonight? I'm like, well, how could I? It's in the trunk. But when I slammed on them brakes, it slid forward with enough speed that it popped the seat down. Because of the 1998 Escort, the seats fold down to get to the trunk in case you got to haul something big. Right. Real big. So when that <laughs> happened, hauling. I got scared of the beers falling. So I I made like 50 cents and I gun it. You know, the G-U-N-I-T. Yeah. 
and uh, to get him going back again. And about that time, that big sob, like he had just kicked off his back legs, like 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 this. Yeah. And I could you do that again for the camera? <laughs> I, this is why you got to watch the show on YouTube, folks. And I clipped his back hoof. Just uh, one hoof, you think? Mm-hmm. Yep. Put a little dent in the hood there. A 1998 Escort ain't got a whole lot of uh, uh, thickness to the sheet metal. You no. Know? But no beers bust and uh, not even a headlight broke. And we just grabbed yeah. a couple of the beers that uh, didn't make it back to the trunk, put them in the front seat, drank them on the way. Cracked and... a cold one and made my way on home. So I hit one, I've hit a few. Mm-hmm. And I hit one uh, when we were working at the mine, driving back and forth in the old Bonneville. And that son of a bitch is like a. Sherwin Tank, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, everybody knows about the Bonneville. Uh, that bastard, I mean, you might, you could have put a, a damn dozer blade on the front of that bastard, and it'd have been fine. Pointy, real pointy mm-hmm. front end, mm-hmm. uh, very aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most iconic deer hitting story that I've ever been involved was we were once again driving to the mine night shift, uh, a few miles uh, would be east of the Arthur Junction. Couple hills, you know, mm-hmm. some sugar ridge ground on both sides there, right before you get to the big triad Blackfoot mine there. A uh, friend of the program, Mr. Gene Beaner Wampler. Oh, Beaner. Was behind me in uh, some sort of uh, small, extremely small car. Yeah. Like a Chevette or uh, 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 what the hell was that? A, tr- uh, a Dodge Omni. Uh, yeah, or a, a Geo uh, Metro. Something, something extremely small that I couldn't get in. I don't mm, know like what a it Dodge was. Dodge Neon. No. Ford Festiva. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know what it was. He'll tell me. But uh, I hit a deer hard with white with my pickup. I was driving a white Chevy pickup. Called it the White Rocket too, but uh. So this I, is White Rocket 2.0. Well, no, that's White Lightning out there. Mm. White Rocket was the white truck. Okay. I hit that son of a bitch square, <coughs> causing it to fly up in the air. Uh-huh. Did you get a twofer? Beaner was behind me. Oh, I can see where this is going. And it he was close enough to my bumper that it cleared his car. Nice. And had it not cleared his car it would have been tragic like bad news for him yeah, yeah. it had probably landed in his lap because i mean that car and that the, the trajectory angles and everything else oh yeah no bueno csi yeah. mace yeah you know what i'm saying just with with the angles and the how that works there the old geometric square there how that's you know yeah it's that's good yeah uh-huh but i know for a fact that i've hit i've also hit a cow uh, we've told the cow story. Yeah, we talked about that. I've hit turkeys. That was a brown truck, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, 1988 Chevy Cheyenne. There you go. Got a 305 automatic. I can still make Cheyenne. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I just hitting deer, man. It sucks. Happens all the time. We were going through uh, Alabama. Wasn't it Alabama or were we up in? Oh, yeah. Up in Tennessee. Somewhere. They said I ran over a rug. I said, I don't think that was a rug. 
<laughs> I did not like. run over a dead deer. Like it was not a dead deer. Ran over like a there, rug. This was a who the hell is a rug in the middle? This of the was a flat ass rug. And then like right before that, Justine's like, there, "Oh no, look, there was there's an a antler. there's a deer antler in the road." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't separated see from shit. His body. I didn't see nothing." And David Dave keys up on the walkie talkie. He's like, "Hot damn! Did you see that antler in the road?" <laughs> I look over at Justine. I thought, "Well, son of a bitch." He said, "No, I just seen that rug I run over." I was like, "That wasn't no rug." <laughs> there was a. I forget where Janelle and I were on our drive back or drive down. I think it might have been the drive back. There was a couple that cut across the interstate. Oh yeah, and that stretch between. Uh, uh, You're gonna lose us here, but Bowling that's Green, six hundred and seventy. Yeah, miles stretch one between way. Bowling Green and uh, Owen. Oh, you know that one stretch there. <laughs> one stretch there, yeah. That one stretch oh, there. Oh yeah, the, that's the it. Interstate. But there was, uh, and I told Janelle, I was like, that would really ruin a guy's day. Oh, gosh. Like that, especially on the yeah. interstate, the high rate of speed. Or if you're going, like, on your way there. Yeah. Terrible. The old, them old boys in the rock trucks that collect them, because they'll collect Surely them. Surely hit one today. Oh. Yeah, with semi. But they got them. Eviscerate They them. got them. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like a, literally just a boop, and they're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Some it's just of them, if they get. Smearing like some through. of them, though, if they jump. And they get up, like if they're yeah. running through and they jump and they get in there, they can do a lot of damage. Have you seen the video of the, going into the camper? The camper? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it goes terrible. crazy. So, yeah, Josh said he was uh, by the Mifflin Bridge. I can't remember what bridge he was talking about, but by the Waffle House right there coming somewhere anyway. The but Waffle House? Yeah, like down towards Corden, I think, somewhere. Oh. Yeah, they, got, they run a route down there. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he said... He said, "I thought I." He said, "I just make sure I didn't hit any drunk bastards coming out of Waffle House at one o'clock in the morning." You know? And then all of a sudden, here comes this damn deer out of nowhere, and bam! You know what I mean? But they got them big deer killers on the front of them. Every one of their semis do now. You know, they're just oh, I imagine they're yeah, worth their weight. Just nothing but hair and blood and ass all over the front yeah. of the truck. You just, just wash it up. Good when power you get back wash to the shop. take care of that. But Hell yeah. you know. No, I don't know. There's a lot of people that hit deer a lot of times. We were going to Dale hauling asphalt the other morning and traffic stopped just, you know, just south of Huntingburg on 231. There's a car there. It's all... And, and you know, the damn... This individual, lucky that they were able to get their vehicle off the road without any further harm, but like airbags deployed like side curtain airbags front impact airbags like the whole cotton picking works Shoot there match. you know what i mean like they're all and you can't drive with them damn airbags everywhere you know and well the good news is you got them airbags there in case you well i know but if you hit a deer and the airbags going off when you're going 65 mile an hour and then you can't see a damn thing in front of you what's going to happen when you're trying to get stopped well the airbags are already there Really, David? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, but what about the other people that you could potentially hit? Or oh, hopefully they got airbags. <laughs> oh, God boy. Almighty! Yeah. <clears throat> well, that, anyway. they say they say the insurance company says not to not to dodge them deer. You it's go right at them. You just hunker down, bear down, and go. Yeah. Yeah. Let her eat. Yeah, let her eat and hope you just catch the front half so you can still harvest the backstraps. That's right. That's right. That's all we want. Have you ever eaten backstraps out of a <laughs> yeah. roadkill deer? No. Nope. I have. Not surprised. It is fresh. Yeah. Never hurt. No, never no. hurt. No. no. Hell no. I mean, I literally watch the deer die. It's like oysters of the road. 
Like I don't know what it is, dude. Well, you just said idiot. last week you like the oysters because it's like they're just down there, happy, alive, knowing no different. And the next thing you know, you're eating them. Yeah. Dunzo. That's a tough spot. That's a wild deal, David. Yeah, Here we go. <laughs> David is a wild deal. Uh, so I was wondering about questions you love to hear mm. and questions you hate to hear. Mm. So, for instance, I was uh, coming through the drive-thru uh, a while back. And I was somewhere that served Coney dogs, and the lady goes, "Hey, you want one of them six-inch Coney dogs, or you want a foot-long Coney dog?" Well, ma'am, I don't mind if I do, but I think I'll take the foot-long Coney dog. And I was like, "That's a hell of a good question you hear through there." You oh, know, yeah. Usually, it's no, we don't have that, or you know, well, we're short on this, or whatever it may be. I'm but, sorry, our machines broke. Yeah. But this lady goes, "You want the uh, six-inch Coney dog or the foot-long Coney dog?" And I said. I'll do the footlong Coney dog. Uh, another question I love to hear: Do you want another beer? Oh, that's, that's a always one. a good one. Um, do you? Uh, you know, there's a bunch of them. Like, <laughs> do you want a hot apple pie with that? Yeah, <laughs> that would fall into the don't like to hear category. Yeah, and then you know, some questions that you don't like to hear is when the missus says, "Hey, do you have time to talk?" Oh, well, no, nope, sure don't. I'm busy. But I just wanted to, you know, I was kind of wondering about it. And, you know, there's some starts there, but I didn't know if you had any uh, questions you love to hear. And then, uh, you know, questions you really, one question you probably <laughs> never want to hear is, are you inside yet? <laughs> <laughs> like the house. Uh, yeah. Like, are you in the house? In the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. Huh. No. <laughs> Uh, Give it all I got, Captain. Well, uh, there's that. Um, do you want ranch or blue cheese? Oh, that's a that's, that's a good, a good one. Do you want celery? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll take celery okay. with the blue cheese. Yeah, I'm a ranch guy, but yeah, yeah. I but, tell you a uh, question that I've been asked plenty of times, and I can't think of. I don't know if I can think of many examples when it was ever not a bad thing. And that's, uh, have you been drinking tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no matter who asks, I'm always in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes in more trouble than others, but, you know. Do you smell that? Oh, oh that's a tough one. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or sometimes like what it's been in parent mode. Do you want me to pull this damn vehicle over? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh. Do you want... Yeah, same, in that same vein. Do you want your ass beat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's a very good point. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of the food ones, you know, because the wait staff, they know, you know, certain places. Uh, you know, do you want to upgrade that baked potato to a loaded baked potato? Well, ma'am, yes, I do. I think I will. Living on the wild side. <laughs> Who the hell eats a plain one? Hey, do you, do you want, and our buddy Scout, he'll do this, and he, he knows the answer. Do you want a 16 or do you want a 22? Come on, Scout, you know us. You know, hey, he just doesn't know when a fella needs to be watching the pennies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, you want me to throw another log on the fire? I think you ought to. I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> I love this game. You know, uh, some more bad questions. Um, you know, do, do these pants make me look fat? 
No, honey, you look great. Oh, you look great God. in anything you wear. Which I just man, I have told couch guys got. <laughs> we have told my wife has told me she has asked me so many. She doesn't listen to the show, so I'm safe here. We're in the trust tree. You're about to get out of the trust tree. But we, we, she has asked me so many wardrobe based questions, uh-huh. and I, I just don't like it. Yeah. I just like the other day we went somewhere, and I she was wearing like a hoodie, and uh, a pair of yogi pants, and and like just I think she had a hat on, like just. Yeah. We, it might have been the day we went Sunday when we come pick you up. Yep, you know, yep, we yep. knew that we were gonna go drop David off, swing by our parents, get a thing or two, hit the old Mac D's, and then go straight back to Naptown, like napping in not like Indianapolis, but like in our house. Yeah, and, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's like I told her, I said I like when you just naturally look comfortable and good like whenever you you know like i i, I don't know like that's I res- a very loaded statement i respect comfortable that. and good you know like I as feel- opposed to comfortable and shitty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like sometimes you're raggedy ass <laughs> oh, damn you freaking bag like she just sometimes she gets real frustrated because her hair is not working right or her her clothes aren't pairing well, or she doesn't know what mm. shoes to wear, or should I wear this shirt or that shirt, and not and not and not, you know. And I'm like, I'm sitting here in a pair of khaki shorts and a t-shirt, you know what I mean? And and speaking like, of double standards, what do you mean? You know how many times and how often my wife says to me, "Is that what you're wearing?" Yes, and you and another friend of mine that I will leave nameless. His wife roasts his ass all the time about what he's wearing. Yeah, is like it Shirley? Not like, I'm uh, not saying anything. Is it Shirley? I'm not saying anything. I told you I wasn't saying any names. Blink both eyes if it's Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I didn't say nothing. But like we'll be sitting somewhere and like he'll come in late after work or wherever, you know, and she's like, oh, my God, you wore that? And I'm like, bitch, I will break your nose. You know what I mean? Like, yes, this is what I wore. And I like it, you know? I will say, uh, apparently I wear that tie-dye shirt that we got way too much. <laughs> well, she, she was giving you shit at Bucky's on that deal, you know, like... Anytime I wear it. Yeah, that's dumb. I think Jenna, that's it. dumb. We, You look great in that shirt. I appreciate you. And you would be doing my mom a disservice by not wearing that shirt. Yeah, that's it. true. It's that is true. I, um, that, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad husband. And there, maybe I am, but like my wife and I, we don't have a whole lot of those conversations. And like, cause she doesn't get dressed up very often. Like she doesn't do the makeup and, you know, very simple, throw on a pair of blue jeans and a, I mean, she'll go something comfortable. We, but you know, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I think it's that veterinarian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, doesn't get, and with your younger shit on yeah, it say anyway. with your younger yeah. kids, like when your kids are young, you know what I mean? That, yeah, you got to plan for getting shit on And like I'm the hand. ultimate like not going to dress up guy. Yeah. Like I'm shorts and long sleeve like all day 90% long. of the time. Yeah. Um so I don't know, but actually it was funny you should say that we were trick or treating Monday night and I think it was like 45 degrees outside. It was the first like pretty good cold snap night when everybody's yeah. like, oh mm-hmm. shit, like the kids are coming up. Yeah, Check. my house is done like 56 degrees yeah, and it's you're, amazing. You're stupid. Anyway, uh, he told me that today on the phone and I couldn't believe it. Like, 
I can I'm freezing to death. You know what I, I mean? don't like how what like what do you how do you survive? You walk around in a parka with socks and shoes on? Eh, shorts and a t shirt and I wear <laughs> shoes in the house anyway. I've got real high arches. I can't walk around barefoot too long. <laughs> oh my god. No, don't forget those bitches. I think we might have had a phone issue go on. That's fine. Yeah. Well that's gonna affect both of those. Yeah, that one'll be going soon probably. Yeah, it'll be fine. That's okay. Where's yeah, you won't be in it. We probably should have put mine in the middle. Okay, yeah. anyway, so let's go ahead and <laughs> But uh yeah, no, I just I cannot believe that he said that he's doing the whole like fifty six no furnace, colder oh, yeah. balls and everything. I just like sleep that. so good when it's cold. Yeah. Well yeah, everybody crazy. does it's science. Yeah, I like science. It's stupid crazy. It's science. But my I, I just uh I don't know. If I could think of any other questions, I mean, like, because it's kind of an on-the-spot thought. Hey, you yeah, got time for another one. Oh, that's a good question. Ooh, yeah. One that's probably tough is when they knock on your door and do you have time to talk about your Lord and Savior? You know, Jesus I've never had them come to my house. How hey, do you uh, do you have a <laughs> do you have time to talk about your car's extended warranty? <laughs> Hey, or, am, I, am I catching you at a bad time, sir? Yes, we're right in the middle of dinner. <laughs> sir, it's it's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> we, where like, yeah, were you yesterday? <laughs> Can anyone back that up? Yeah. Why were you... Cre- <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing on September 12th between the time of 12 and 4? <laughs> Do you know why we're here, sir? <laughs> uh, good guess. Uh, good guess. Your guess is good. Oh, answer. man. Questions you love to hear, questions you hate to hear. I yeah. love that one. That's a good one, man. Because, I mean, there's so many. When you go to, like, the BMV, mm-hmm. or you go to somewhere like the cell phone store, or anything like that, those monotonous questions that you've been asked yeah. 5,000 times. The best one, though, when you go to the doctor for your yearly checkup, are you a drug user? Nope. Are you depressed? <laughs> like the other day, I went in for something, and you know maybe the old ticker beat there, and I went in, and she said, "Are you depressed?" I was like, "Oh yes, terribly. <laughs> like I do not even want to well, come it, out of my room." This like, sounds like she, it sounds terrible. She comes up from her keyboard and looked at me, and I'm like, "I'm just kidding. I'm totally." Fine. It was uh, it was shortly after mom passed away because I do my annual physical in October, so mom been gone about two months. And that lady goes, oh, so I don't, and I don't think it was Jan. It might have been somebody else. Didn't know, didn't know me or my mother. And she goes, so have you, have you, have you been feeling down lately? And I looked at her and I go, yes, my mom died sixty days ago from cancer. She goes, yeah, that's going to cause it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, mark you for an eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. A, yeah, describe your pain. Okay, well, Mark, he has an eight. <laughs> well, and, you know, like it was just one of those deals. Like she did. And looking back, it's it's wild how you can kind of not joke, but laugh about those things. But right, you know, because the days get better. And how keep many your head alcoholic up, but, beverages do you consume in a week? Uh, uh, two, <laughs> two beers, two cases. Shit, you know what I mean? Like that one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh there's some good ones there. Oh man, do you watch what you eat? Yeah, I want to shovel it. When in it my goes mouth. in my gullet. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. Smoke, what you got? Do you take stuff in the stall with you, like the shitter stall? <laughs> I walked into the urinal, well, to the bathroom the other day, up to the urinal, to the urinus there. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, 
the feller there in the stall next to the Uranus, he had his laptop linked up against oh, the boy. wall. <laughs> what now? Yeah, like it, so you know you could see like the stall door don't or the wall don't go down all the way, right? And apparently he just dropped trowel and sat down and linked his laptop up against the uh, back wall. So he wasn't stall. actually like typing while he was pooping. No, no, it was just leaning in there, but that just grosses me out. Well, where <laughs> would where where was he supposed to put said laptop while? Uh, why would you take it in the bathroom? Well, maybe Everybody he got was, a desk. Leave it at your workstation. Yeah. Well, well, maybe he was on his way from one workstation to the next. There's a little water cooler right outside. Had to shitter. Well, yeah, but you don't want nobody stealing your laptop. Who's gonna steal a laptop they can't get into? And that thing's locked down like Fort Knox. You got to have a badge to get into everywhere over there. Yeah, they, the no. shitter. No. no, but any any door you can't like. You know who's in the building all the time where they're at. Well, I know, but I mean, like I'm saying, like if if somebody was just gonna like play a, a prank on you and you left your it's your fault because if you don't like your computer anytime you walk away from it, that's a probably a violation of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it's weird at the resort because there's one main bathroom that it seems like everybody that works there uses, um, and so some guys, predominantly phones, because you hear them laughing in there. Now, oh, I there's guys, like stuff in your pocket. Like, I don't pull my wallet out of my pocket to go into the can. Well, you don't want to drop it in the water. Then you're fishing out. Oh, out. man, I've... Mm, guilty as charged. A wallet? Cell phone. Shirt, oh. pocket, shirt pocket. Yeah, that's a tough spot. Your shirt? Shirt pocket. There's... Uh, so, I bent over to do some plunging or something, oh. David. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, the, I clogged the shitter, and then I was going to... You dropped your phone on top of the log jam. Yes. It was on top well, more so on the uh paper the, jam. The shit shit tickets there. Yeah. The log You're using way too much toilet. Paper. Yeah, I know. There's a this there's, is definitely pre bidet. Yeah. Oh god, I love yeah. bidet. Circa bidet. There's a sure. guy that but works show. in our receiving department. Cause sometimes when I'm getting to the office, they're getting ready to take break. And sometimes after morning coffee and water on the drive up, like we gotta get there. The closest one. Oh, we yeah. got to pee, <clears throat> and he'll go into the stall, and legitimately he'll pull up whatever he's watching on TV, and he just sits in there, sits in there. Like I've been in there where I've gotten there late, and like he'll watch a thirty-minute episode on the can. On the can. He's probably got. <laughs> he's probably got the biggest goddamn hemorrhoids. You've ever seen in your life? I, I don't you even know. I don't even know if he drops his britches. That's I a think huge he just, contributing factor for hemorrhoids. Sitting too long. It makes sense. Shit, yeah, you're sitting too. All that pressure, pressure on right your old, uh, the old keister, the old turd gutter there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be damned. The old uh, tater like, hole. When you talk about taking stuff into the old balloon, if knot. I can prevent taking anything in, like I don't like to take anything in. Oh yeah. That's if not, weird. I'm hopeful that like a backpack or something that I could hang on the hooks. <laughs> Because I don't want anything touched well, for. I'll that's, take a that's, foot, that's what a I think rest. got me the most. Because it's right next to the Uranus. So, I mean, not everybody's aiming or gives a shit, you know. Yeah, I got a three-year-old that just fires. You go in and there's like <laughs> weird wet spots on the floor. Like maybe somebody at the sink. Yeah, you don't even want your shoes to be in, right. let alone your... Ah, that's disgusting. What about the back of your pants when you're shitting and oh, stuff like that? God man. damn. You got to hike them up as I best you can. That. I I... <sighs> I had just recently experienced that. No worse feeling in the world. I know it. Yep. And, and it wasn't my own urine. That's the worst part. <laughs> like it was someone else's urine. 
and that's even worse. Oh, you poor bastard. It was now you know how Dave feels when he used to sit in that white chair that you uh, well, he did not sit in my saturated urine. Yeah, it was dry. It was just the remnants of a beer pee, which is literally clear <laughs> as crystals. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. God. <laughs> just yeah. get past it. Yeah. yeah. Get I'm over it. Long. Broken record. Oh, my. I don't usually take anything but my phone into the shitter. But, like, so, like, in our locker room at work, I'll come. We'll come out of the break room, get some, you know, after we get done eating lunch. And then, like, out, come out of the break room, and you got a little kitchen area where our, we got the sink and the fridge and all that jazz, time clock and all that, what, what you hide you. Fill up my water jug, ice machine, get her all topped off, ready for the second half or first half or whatever, whatever have you. Go into the locker room to take a shit, mm-hmm. but then I usually just like set my water jug on the bench before I go into the stall to go to the take a dumper. Yeah, that's like a I don't different because we don't have a locker; it's just a bathroom, right? Yeah, can... so I don't like take my lunch bucket or anything like that into the stall with me. But if I thought you were taking your lunch into a public shitter stall, yeah. Gosh, I'd have some real judgment. Yeah. Well, I did shit at the uh, Maryland Heights. Uh, This is, man, I've already gone too far. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You don't have to go any further. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just just barefooted. That's what I was. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Remember that day? Yeah. Man, I was ripped out of my mind on that deal. (laughs) Glad my wife don't listen to this show because I she oh, probably that was would, the t- she oh, would probably it. never I had to play think about uh, Maryland Heights and I was like oh that's probably where never we're at uh, play footsie again there. Uh, <laughs> I mean I'm not like saying I put my feet in human fecal matter, but it was he's not saying he didn't either. Uh, <laughs> yikes! There may have been some urine. Good news is the hike up the hill would have cleaned all that. Oh off. God, that was brutal. that was a tough spot. But I think you see a lot of people. I always thought it was bad. Um, you know people would be uh, courthouse. There were some attorneys that were famous for taking calls or making calls while on the show. Uh, I do it all the time. I can't. I, I talk like on the it. phone all the time when I'm digging a dump. <laughs> There's no way. Why? Like if you're at home in your own house, you're taking a shit. The door's shut. It's quiet. There's nothing going got on. the fan on. You don't turn the fan on? No, not till after I'm done. Just for common courtesy. I like to bask in my own stank, bruh. <laughs> bruh. I like to get a full nose full. For some reason, I'm not surprised. Yeah, like that whole poopery crap that you put in the bowl before you shit. Dumb. Waste of money. I, uh, I, I, yeah, like I do a lot of the, I do a lot of business on the shitter there. Like yeah. more than just a, you know, your average BM. Like I'm just, uh, yeah, talk I think that's the best part of a BM is a time for personal reflection. Well, you don't look at your phone. <laughs> he's uh, he's got an app where he goes through some yoga mantras, <laughs> and he just. No, hum. I probably check my phone some here hum. and there. I'm a calm app. He's got the calm app. Oh, yeah. Breathe in during this circle. It's the time. It's like just check the weather real quick, and <laughs> but I'm normally just want to get it. It's like it's gonna rain today. <laughs> Oh, feel better. I just feel like there's no better time to clear your thoughts than when you're clearing your bowels and no sense in <laughs> cluttering it up with other business and jargon, you know? No sense in cluttering it up with any other business. I don't know. I just, 
So at my house, you don't. There's nowhere to go. Like you don't get any free time, or like Justine doesn't really like. Sometimes she'll lock herself in her room. Mm-hmm. And the kids will die. You know, they'll they'll slide ransom notes under the door, or like open it up, or we're gonna burn the house down, stuff like that. <laughs> Not really, but uh, yeah. So sometimes it's quiet, and I'm in there taking a shit, and hey, I'm gonna call da da da, and just they don't know. If one of my kids comes and talks at me through the door while I'm taking a shit, I feel like it's a attack on my personal sanity. Well, like, Dave, you don't pee outside, the, like, on a way turf, so I'm not surprised. I do get stage fright real easy. Peeing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't either. I like to go in the stall. I had to no, go in the stall at the gaslight the other night because I couldn't go because there was, like, four guys waiting in line. and then Oh, I see, I just there. turn around and walk away. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't do it. What? I don't know. What? I would I would love to get behind the science of that because I've never had a problem peeing in front of anybody. Oh, God. No. You ain't never been. Well, yeah, you've been to Wrigley and tried to yeah. piss in the troughs and all that. You go down to Tri-State Speedway there as a young is. lad. That's there another was. area. That, was the, that one right there may have been the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. Now, if back. I've been drinking and I'm a few beers in, like if I can get on stage and sing, like I'll piss in your pocket if you need me to. Like, it's not a problem. <laughs> But at a regular like work day, like if I got to go, oh yeah, I've been drunk and I mean, me and Couch Guy have pissed in the same hole before. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. But like if you're for me, Tri-State Speedway, like you say, any sort of open urinal pissing trough where multiple men are urinating at the same time, sometimes across from one another. Yeah. Oh, that freaked me out. It's wild, buddy. I mean, because you, it's like a train wreck. Because there, if I'm going to look at your dick, yeah. and there ain't nothing you can do <laughs> nope. about it, and you're going to look at mine, and it's just going to be a thing, and then there for a minute, as long as you don't make eye contact with one another. And smile. And we're fine. Man, the, the anxiety. I know it, bud. I know it. splatter. I know it. No, <laughs> no, it's... It's a so you got a big divider here. Oh, so you got a, I was picturing like a big old water trough. No, 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 no. No, there's no chance that you could get uh, hit by a stray. Because I'm pretty sure if somebody pissed on me, that's probably be. <laughs> we've talked about this. <laughs> that was the ultimate prank when you in the communal shower world. You'd get all clean and rinsed off, and then somebody standing by you. Just <laughs> tell, I guess I wouldn't know unless I was there, but I am fairly confident that I would rip somebody's. Throw it out of there. <laughs> You're gonna want to bleep those, Dave. Oh no, that's that's raw emotion, and that's what we like. Dave, you think that you would until you do it to somebody else, and you get this big laugh, and then it's worth it. There is no way I can't pee in a bathroom with somebody within three feet of me. Let alone, I ain't got that good of a stream. <laughs> can I tell you guys a quick story about a guy peeing on another person? Go ahead. I, this blows my mind. Can Go I ahead, tell you? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So up in the city of Terre Haute, Indiana, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. there is a uh, festival called The Walk. Mm-hmm. It's a homecoming celebration uh, for the Indiana, Uni- Indiana State University uh, fighting sycamores, where all of the bars in the whole campus open up at like six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and you literally start on the far end, away from the camp, you know, from the football field, and you walk 
Oh, I get the concept. Yeah, to the stadium, but in order to make it there, <laughs> you have to. Uh, thanks for breaking it down for yeah, me, Ray. Thanks, man. Mr. Obvious. Uh, you go to. You, you got to stop at every bar on the way, and yes. everybody's got drink specials. It's just. It's a crazy deal. It's fun as hell. I've done it before several times. There's a bar on Wabash Avenue, kind of down towards the stadium, a little farther. That has like a huge. It's a very small bar, but they have an outdoor like beer garden area. Yeah, where there's twenty five hundred people, maybe not, maybe a hundred or two hundred people in a very small spot space, and there's only like four porta johns in this whole entire facility. Seems like not enough. It's not, and the lines are like twenty deep the whole way across. It's terrible. So there's about. Six or eight of us in our group, guys and gals, you know, and us guys were like, hey, I feel like we're far enough along into this day where we could make this work with our empty keg beer cups. So we decide that we're going to form a wall to where the guy that, ha- like, we're all, like, we're not facing in. We're kind of, like, facing out. And, like, we're, no, maybe we were facing in. Because we're, like, conversating. And then the guy's just standing there, you know, peeing in the cup. Well, maybe the one guy that I will 100% leave nameless, huge fan of the show. Here it goes. <laughs> uh, here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde hair, five three. Lives no, on no, Sunset no, Drive. No, no hair. Uh, he uh, he pees in this cup. Well, the cup's getting full. His cup runneth over. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god, I need another cup. I need another cup." So like, somebody hands him another cup, but then in the t- in in the, somewhere in the transition, the full cup was dropped, causing mm. urine. Now, see, that's not getting pee. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so the urine splatters, but yeah. wait. Oh, boy. There was another, there was several people in this group that were uh, like-minded with you, Mr. Smoker, and oh. scared of just uh, a little bit of uh, pee-pee. Bodily you know fluids mean? on just, it. Just, uh, just spooked of the, of the urinus all over their legs, and it scatters. The wall is compromised. Crumbles. The citadel is no more. Yep. Which then continues. I mean, you can't stop at that point. So there he is standing in a sea of 400 people (laughs) just pissing. And these poor people were walking right by. And and it's so crowded and so crazy. Music pumping and everything. Doosh, 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 shit going on, you know. And they're just walking by. And they've all got like piss stripes on their legs where they have literally walked through walked through this guy's piss stream the whole way. And they were completely oblivious. And we are literally on the point of like dying of laughter because I mean he's either gonna go to jail, we're gonna get a fight. Like something crazy is gonna happen. But it didn't, and that's one of the wildest peeing stories I've ever ever had. Boy. Dave, you got anything to top that? Nope. Nope. I'm just mind blown. <sighs> Happy to be here. Oh yeah. There right, you go. Here we go. All, All right. right. Well, well there's hey. that. Okay. Because soup yep. season's okay. officially over. Uh-huh. Soup season is officially over. She gone. 
It's over. What? We made four things of soup. Two. And well, no, he kind of had one last week. Oh, okay. And then there are a couple here and there. Chicken noodle. Anyways, not every idea we come up with is a good one. But this one is going to be good. Okay. This is Dear Dutchman. Kind of like, well, exactly like Dear Abby. Mm -hmm. Or or Letter to the Editor. Is it both? No, No, Letter letter to to the the Editor is not normally anonymous. Yeah. Okay. They want to post your name. Oh, yeah. So Dear Abby. So this is very much Dear Abby. Dear Dutchman. First time this is... uh, Real quick here. Okay. Who is Abby? She's the lady that responds. She was the lady. I think she's dead. Yeah. But they've kept it that way. Yeah. Oh. His national uh, Abby Garfunkel. article. Who? You're making Abby Garfunkel? She was married to Simon? The Garfunkel of Simon and Garfunkel. Might have been distant cousins, but she was from Massachusetts. And Are Simon, you serious right and he now? He was from California. No, it doesn't matter. Anyways, so Dear Dutchman, hmm. uh, you send us something where you say, well, Hey, that I want this part of the Dear Dutchman segment. We will keep it anonymous. So here we go from Am I a Bad Parent? Good morning, Wanderers. First off, love the show and the influence you have all started to spread around our community. Good, bad, and indifferent. Our community needs to hear others' thoughts in order to understand there is more than one way to evolve slash mature. It's football season now, and it brought me to a wondering session as I picked up my oldest child from practice and saw the entire field surrounded by what seemed to be spectators but turned out to be parents in lawn chairs watching their children. I have mixed feelings on this topic. Am I a bad parent because I don't go to practice? A good parent because I drop them off and teach them that they need to learn to listen to their coaches? Or when did this even start? Because I don't remember ever seeing this growing up. All this being said, I didn't play sports as a child, so I don't have real-world experience. So I turned to you, Wonders, to shine some light on this topic for me. I feel that sports should be intended to teach discipline and character, two things the up-and-coming workforce needs. As we all know from being parents, our children act differently when we are not around. And as much as they can get... Oh, wait, hold on here. As we all know from being parents, our children act differently when we are not around. And as much as I would love to be there for them every moment, I believe they need as much positive influence as they can get as they become young men and women. Sorry for the rambling, but my final thoughts on sports and practice is that it should be treated no differently than school or work. It is a time for our children to experience the world and be taught from another perspective. And with us as parents watching every move, we are robbing our children and coaches of experience. Casey, Smoke, please make it a point to share your feelings on this so we can all hear from as many sides as possible because we all know this topic will be railroaded by a certain member of your group. <laughs> I won't say if it is Arlo or Missile Lips, but we all have our opinions. All jokes aside, keep up the great work and content. Thanks again, Am I a Bad Parent? Um, I don't think you're a bad parent at all for not going to your practice. As uh, a coach of the middle school level that I'm at and high school level, I don't like parents showing up to practice. I think that it becomes a distraction to a certain extent. Um, I think that kids should be, um, you know, time away from parents. I think our our writer, uh, our you know our our dear Dutchman writer this this week, is right on the money. I think that 
you know, we've talked about this. I know, Dave, you're not a big sport guy, but it's growing on you that there's a lot of these lessons you can't learn if mom and dad are critiquing every moment when you get in the car. Hey, I saw this happen in practice. What was that all about? Or I saw this happen. What was that all about? Um, I think that for me as a coach, I much thoroughly enjoy having no parents at practice because there is also then no, well, so-and-so's dad shows up at practice. That's why he's playing more. No, it's not about that. Um, now, with our kids and bitty sports and they're young, we don't do the drop-off and leave thing because they are so young. I feel like there's still some responsibility to be there, um, which it's you know kind of fun to watch at that age. But I'm sure when we get to the point where they're older, dropped off and we're going to go do something else. That was going to be my point. I think like mid-middle school, second or third grade, like once the kids know – Mid-elementary school. What I say? Middle, middle school. school. Yep, I'm in elementary school. Um, like, Will Billy, soccer, still left him alone. Or, pardon me, did not leave him alone at soccer practices, mainly because it's like it seemed like a dick move to put some volunteer dad over a bunch of kindergartners that don't know what the hell All hell could break loose fast. Right. Uh, the middle boy, he was, like, real freaked out to be left alone. Uh, probably through second grade, like just worried if like we'd ever find him again, I think, or mm-hmm. like he'd get kidnapped or something. Generally anxious kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like by second or third grade, like it's like, okay, you know enough people there, you know. Yeah. Somebody, you know somebody that knows me or your mom. But yeah, so I'm, I'm there. I don't, I don't stick around for practices after second or third grade, but yeah. up till that point, just to be sure kids are. Just because of where I live, I don't. I usually drive up there to practice, and I'll drop them off, and then I'll just, like, sit in my car or take a nap, or my wife always says, you should go for a walk, you know, or something like that. Well, which, she's right. Yeah, get out and get some fresh air. We, we know Her and right. TikTok user 679. Whatever. But uh, I, I'm not going to railroad this topic as this uh, this wanderer uh, said. <laughs> Alleged. Allegedly, but I will. I do have quite a bit to weigh in on this because I've been one of these coaches that he's describing, <clears throat> and it is tough to deal with as a parent. And I, for me, I grew up athletic. You grew up athletic. Couch guy grew up athletic. Yeah, you did not. So the people. Who's, you can definitely tell the people who didn't grow up athletic and the people who did grow up athletic because 95% of the time the people that are staying after practice and are staying there and watching practice and stuff, no, no, that's wrong. 65 to 70% of the people that are staying there, they're usually are not the ones that were in a shit ton of sports when they were yeah. younger. Or they just... Like I like me, they don't have they don't want to drive back home. But I don't think for the minute I don't think now some some situations may be like like Weston, like the middle child where they get a little freaked out, you know, if mom and dad leaves or whatnot. You know, and Evelyn did my you know, my middle my my middle daughter, my oldest daughter. She oh god, like if gymnastics. That was a tough spot because there was a little spot that they used to go to gymnastics. Very intimate. No cell phone signal. 
basically like being in a bomb shelter, nothing going on, like two rows of chairs, and it's me and a bunch of moms. Yeah. And I didn't like it. So Dances I just, like that. just definitely sit in my car. But what I say is, is it's not the parents that sit there and watch that's the problem. It's the parents that sit there and try to talk to their kids while you're trying to coach. Like, pay attention to him now. Yeah. Pay attention. Or if it's like with, with if you're running in different stations and you may be all over the field and they literally get up and go, you know, with them to different stations. Or if you're in a pitching, <clears throat> if you're in a batting cage feeding a pitching machine and you're trying to watch them, they're, they're trying to watch you feed the ball into the throat. And when it comes out, they pick the ball up and hit. Mm-hmm. And then you got a lady behind the backstop saying, okay, now be ready. When I say swing, you swing. Yeah. You know, like she can be on time. And and then I, and I tell the, and that's, I did, I did, I did, I did. I said, ma'am, you're not helping him at all. You're making it worse. Yes. Could you just, is there any way that maybe you could just go hang out on the bleachers and, and, and give him a break or, you know, not, I don't even, I don't know how I said it, but it's like, she don't understand. You know what I mean? Because. She never played baseball. No. She never did anything like this. They've never played. She, this woman never played football. She doesn't know how to get in a three-point stance. She doesn't, you know. So with that being said, just stay the hell in your car. Don't go to practice. Well, and, I, and we have, and so we have, we do a parents meeting. And I don't remember my parents ever having to go to a parents meeting. But we do a parents meeting. And I introduce my staff and we talk about our experience and, you know, what we, you know, expectations of everything. And I I think we've been very fortunate that we haven't had a lot of that. Now, that's not to say last, you know, five or ten minutes of practice, dad rolls in, usually probably sees us running them or, you know, chewing ass about something going on. Because I think that's another thing, too, from a, like a coaching perspective. There's a little bit of a trust tree there. There's a vulnerability where these kids have screwed up or messed up or done something wrong, and you're trying to correct mm-hmm. that behavior. And I think when it, when there's a parent there, there's maybe a like an embarrassment maybe that makes it worse because then there there's not, you know, I'm sure oldest smoke has come home from practice where we've had a bad day, yeah, and it's pretty clear we've had a bad day, but that stays between us not that there's any secrets like if a parent wanted to ask me what we did at practice i'll tell you yeah like i'd say you know we just shitty practice we weren't listening we weren't paying attention yeah, so we, we ran, ran we ran polls till yeah. it puked we ran you know um but i think that when you've been doing it long enough as a coach you got to set those boundaries early because parents talk and i really pride myself on trying not to have parent issues because one i don't care we'll have that conversation like I'm not afraid to have the confrontation that you think little Jimmy is supposed to be playing more than what he really is, and it's yeah. not the case. Uh, but I think you got to lay those expectations out, and I think it would be better. So if we have some parents that are listening to this and they follow their kid on the field and they do this or do that, hey, go sit in the car and read a book. Yeah, get out of your kids where your kid can see you. Mm-hmm. Go for that walk. 
you know, even go to the other parking lot somewhere and just find a spot to sit and relax yeah. until practice. Enjoy is your up. quiet time. Because your kids need time away from you too. Yeah. And they need time around people that are responsible and respectful and coaches, that's part of the coaching thing. Yeah. There's that trust and belief that, you know, they need to be coached by somebody because they're going to have a boss someday or they're going to deal with people someday. And you can't just – mom and dad aren't always going to be there. That's it. I, I think he ties into that really well by saying, you know, it's – He or she. It, yeah, it. Yeah, they. They, them. We'll just do We that. don't know their pronouns. Yeah, well, yeah, they, them, or it. They uh, – Am I a bad parent? Yeah. Am I a bad parent says that too, yeah, because it's, it's, it's only going to help groom them for the workforce, you know, being in school or work. And, and then up here it says again, you know – Where's it at here? Once, mm-hmm. once here. When did it start? When did this shit start? Like when did when did this start? I think it was sometime after us. It had to be because I know for a fact, my dad always coached baseball, but he never played football, so he didn't. I mean, they didn't know. He dropped me off. I would assume maybe he sat in a lawn chair somewhere and watched from afar, but I, I can't remember as a young lad, you know, like watching my dad or mom yeah. follow me around. I mean, I've watched my mom come to pick me up after practice when I was like a freshman or an eighth grader after we just got done running 25 gassers or did tell city drills for two hours because some guys decided to dick off in the on the bus ride home, <laughs> not, uh, not mentioning any names or pointing any fingers. Leave couch guy alone. But uh, – you know, you, you get back in the car, and she's like, what the hell did you guys do? Did you puke over there? Did I, is that what I saw? And I'm like, shut up, Mom. Just take me home. You know what I mean? But The fact that you would talk to that sweet well, that way. Well, good Lord. Tough guy. I she does listen to the show. Very religiously. All right. So, hey, we don't think you're being a bad parent. Don't feel that way. Parents that listen to this, maybe get away from practice if you're one of them ones that's a helicopter parent. I think that's a oh, term. Oh, boy. And here we are. It is time for everybody's save, savorite, savory, and favorite segment, the Merkley and Sons Choice Cut Questions of the Week for the fellas. Welcome to Merkley and Sons Choice Cuts Questions of the Week for the fellas, sponsored by Merkley and Sons. Guess what, Smoke? What's that? They're the ultimate destination for meat enthusiasts. I know you guys aren't going to believe this, but I had a dream the other night. What? Quite unusual, but I remember the details of this one vividly. I was down at the ballpark. Warmer weather was upon us, and all was right in the world. It was in between games down at Southside Park, coaching, managing, leading the young men, future leaders of the Raider baseball program, and I decided to get me something to eat. I head to the concession stand, and ask for a burger. Smoke. Tell me. You want to know what they handed me? What did they hand you? It wasn't a hot, delicious, Merkley season patty. Oh, no. I woke quickly in a cold sweat with an uneasiness. What a nightmare. But good news. I'm stocked with Merkley season patties, and I'm throwing some on the grill ASAP. Get yours today. It won't be long, and we'll all be back at the Diamond. Today's questions come from Miss Carissa Phillips, who at the shindig said, mm-hmm. hey, did you get my questions? And I said, you know what I did? 
and we're going to go to him next just because you asked about it, yeah. and I appreciate it. First question, if you donate hair to a place that makes wigs or uses hair for transplants and the new owner of the donated hair commits murder and hair is left at the scene, will the donator be charged? As one licensed to practice law in the state of Indiana, I'm just going to say the answer is probably no because we're going to be able to resolve that issue. You can show or prove you donated that hair. And if anything, it actually would make it worse because there's probably a record of who bought that hair. So you got to still commit the crime. Now, may they come question you? Maybe there's a possibility, but I would think that's an easy alibi. Man, that's heavy. Yeah. Wow. My analysis of it or the question? The question. Oh, the question, I don't know. I never thought of that. If you donate your hair to a place that makes wigs, I've done that. I've done it. But I did it. I donated mine to a place that actually gives the wigs away and they don't sell them. Yeah, and I don't think you'd ever know who your wig was going to. It's oh, yeah, you do. Well, like a locks for love deal, they probably do. Yeah, well, I donated made I donated mine to uh, Pantene Give Life or Pantene. Yeah, or but you don't know the end user, do you? Yeah, they they'll say your hair. No, they don't. They don't give you like that's, their name and shit. But that's they what say, I mean. Like they you say, your that... your hair was donated to this state or whatever. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe. I I'm think it's just but still... and also depending on, I mean, there's other factors that go into the investigation, but. With DNA and genetic material, they can tell some things about who the person that DNA came from, and it may not fit the... I mean, I'm just saying that I don't think that you would be... Murder would be done by the person that received the new wig and then, you know, the hair, and then next thing you know, they're kicking in your door to arrest you. I mean, I think there's some more... Well, let's just hope not. Yeah. And it's kind of... a tough spot. I guess there... I mean, there could be some classic mix-ups here. I mean, don't you think? I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, like, a good detective is going to get through to the bottom of it. And that's an easy alibi. Yeah, I don't And if it. there's a hair that falls out of a wig, surely it's going to have some sort of <clears throat> so really what we're glue or to, something else yeah. to it. What we're driving at here is we'd all be wise to donate some hair. Oh. You always have that to fall back on. Yeah. <laughs> donate hair once. Yeah, you're, no. Yeah, your beard, we're going to donate hair. <laughs> your beard... Nobody wants this. Yeah, nobody's going to like, you know what I like? pubes or something <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, know, I don't know. All right, second question. How long will you let something expire and still eat it? For example, ketchup or canned goods. Oh, God. Those don't expire. Ketchup doesn't go bad. <laughs> and neither <laughs> do canned one. goods. And neither do canned goods. I, I'll beg to differ. Sometimes, I mean, I've opened up some some pretty funky green beans and shit before. Really? Yeah. But uh, I, you know, those dates suggest suggestions. Date. Yeah, that, that like that milk, like milk is so ultra pasteurized. No, I'm, I stick pretty close to the date on them. No way, dude. We'll do the smell test yes. on the date. So, I mean, these it, smell tests will tell you if it's bad. Yeah. Sometimes you get one that is right on the date. Some you get that it's well, a week past. Right, but sometimes that, I mean, when it starts smelling sour, you know that shit needs to go down. And yeah, down. yeah, but. I don't know. I uh, it's just a suggestion. I, I use my best. Yeah, judgment. bread, bread products don't go by the day to go by whether or not it's moldy or hard. Hard, yeah. Uh, apparently, yeasty is not an issue. Nope, not a problem. Uh, no. 
then uh, we got a werewolf in the driveway yeah. out there. What the hell's going on? It's probably fun. it is full moon. Yeah. Oh, you know what? William came in and said that uh, Dre was out there howling, and I've never yeah. heard him howl before. Hey, like, there oh. he is. He's getting. Yeah, it. that's exactly coyotes. what it sounds like. Coyotes are going yeah. nuts. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, I I mean I don't know expiration dates. I don't follow them. I'll give a, a smell test. Mm-hmm. Give the old sniffer a try. I'll also look at appearance. And I'll, I'll do kind of like the small taste, like when it comes to condiments. And oh, stuff. boy. <laughs> like a little taste just to see. Live dangerously. So, Carissa, thank you for the questions. Yeah. Thanks for coming out Saturday. Good seeing you. We appreciate Always. your support. Uh, please continue to send in questions if you got them or if you got need a little life advice there. The Dear Dutchman, we're here to help. That's right. So, we'll, we'll do both. Now. I think, at, I think at, uh, that segment's going to be a good hit. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. Don't be sad, Smoke. Uh, I'll try not to. That it's over. Because good news is you get to edit this. Yeah. But be glad this happened, that we could get together season two, episode two. We're rolling with a full head of steam down the hill. Got your old gas fireplace rolling. Yeah, mm. once we get that digitally. Because I'm a little bit chilled. I'm freezing. I don't know how you're freezing. No, I mean, right like I, when I get it, when I get up and leave, I'm gonna be freezing. Yeah, well, I'd never changed over I here. I told David that you're I blocking the heat. Turned into a big bitch lately because I'm man. Well, I think it's because the doc told you it was about the caffeine and alcohol and causing yeah, you. I, feel like, we're, I and, feel like we're putting our last thoughts before the cart. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it is time for the last pass. The last pass is proudly brought to you by our friends at Hope Outdoor Power. The fellas have been active on their social media accounts, pushing out hot deals that won't last long. Hof Outdoor Power works hard to be your one-stop shop for sales, service, and parts. Keep a close eye on their social media accounts. Jared and the boys are posting great deals all the time. And there is one thing that we have noticed. Those great deals aren't lasting very long. You have to act quick or you're going to miss out. Also, and I hate to bring it up, but right now is the time to be getting your tractor, mower, or utility vehicle ready for those long winter months. Whether you are preparing to move snow or just parking it for the winter, head over to the service desk today to get your equipment protected for the winter. All right. All right. What do you got, buddy? Uh, last pass. So, Couch guy. We had a couch guy tonight. Yep. Liked it. Liked yep. it. Thanks yep. for coming, couch guy. Yeah. Hey, uh, that was awesome. Hopefully we don't just uh, hopefully don't <laughs> lose this one so we could we could be what? Oh for three. Yeah, three, we're yeah. not gonna do that. Uh, good shape. Season two, episode two. That's wild to say. But I am excited to see what's in store for the future. Um I don't know, man. I'm at a loss for words all of a sudden. Uh, just mark that down. Keep on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep on wondering, and keep on sending these uh, dear Dutchman stuff in because I really like to do this. I like uh, opinions are like assholes, and everybody's got some. Everybody's got one, uh, and I just uh, I love to see the opinions of us three. Sometimes they're most of the time they're you know on the same page. Sometimes they're not, and I and I think that's what makes this a a good dynamic for all of us. You know, I think it really works, and uh, hopefully they'll like our opinions on some of these things. So, so we'll find out very quickly. Yes. Smoke Dragon, what do you have to say? 
Uh, for your last pass. Not a lot. Excited to get going tonight. Excited for a new season. Uh, when this one comes out, we'll have been recovering from probably our last party, our last shindig at 2023. Well, New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, you're right. What about Friendsgiving? Oh, oh, we should do. Shut that. up. We ain't even close yeah. to being done. You know what? I'm just happy to be here. It's <laughs> like we're riding off into the sunset. There ain't no sunset. <laughs> hey. Because the sun's always shining on a badass. That's right. There you go. That's my final thought. We got big right there. Uh, something we haven't mentioned, failed to mention. Oh. Um, our buddy, our sponsored athlete. Chase oh. Bland. Oh, yeah. I saw him tonight, played hoops. I said, anybody fouls this guy is going to get a freaking knuckle sandwich right in the kisser, right in the soup cooler, because uh, that's our guy. Um, if you haven't heard, and we'll have Chase in, we'll talk to him about it a little bit and everything, but the gist of it was Boston only takes 23,000 runners. Boston, if they receive over 23,000 runners, they start at the – two hour and 59 minute mark and they just start eliminating people not eliminating like in a bad way but like yeah, nobody's you're, dying yeah nobody's dying you just do the hole you're just bounced out of qualify qualifications our buddy chase missed by three minutes uh and i told him i was like man it feels so bad three minutes like you run for almost three hours and three minutes makes the deal and he goes think about the people that ran for three hours and missed out on a minute 30 seconds, mm. 5 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever it is. So he ran this weekend in Indianapolis, and he went out and destroyed. Yeah, 10 minutes faster than what he was when he ran in April. That's Said he nuts. felt great. He was at our shindig mm -hmm. on Saturday, up and about, looked good, looked great. Um, so we couldn't be more proud of Chase. Head on over to his stuff and say hi and congratulate him. But we'll get him here in the lounge and – he can recount, you know, kind of more in detail and everything. Neighbor, neighbor boy down the road who yeah. he, he finished yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Tyler, yeah. Tyler, he he had a PR as well. So proud of those guys for running, proud of Chase. But uh just uh November is a good month to be thankful, Dave. That's and I'm right. thankful for you guys. We couldn't say it enough on Saturday how grateful we are for everybody that supports and we still feel that way. We may not get everything right, but we sure do try pretty damn hard. So anyways. 202 in the can, fellas. And with that, Dutchman out.